Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can listen to our Warn radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And Warn Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music and Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. And be sure not to miss the following posts of our in-depth biblical articles and radio shows on danaglinsmith.com Kept from the Evil Light of Christ Jesus Kingdom Calls Christ Jesus of the Faith You Follow The Word, Light, and Life on warn-usa.com Trusting Arm of Flesh Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 77. Inexcusable Book of Romans, Part 4 on Sound the Shofar. And Gospel Christian Persecution Classic on Warren Radio. Holy War Gospel News Classic Warren Radio. And you don't want to miss these WIBR Warren Radio shows from July 26th through July 28th on warren-usa.com. Wednesday's Advocacy Show, Enduring Salvation, Persistent Faith, Indonesia, India, Egypt, Persecution of Christians. Thursday's Isaiah Series. Transgressions, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 182, On Battle Lines. Friday's Sound the Shofar, Blessed is He that Trusts, Rejuvenating Hope in Christ, Part 4. (coughs) And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. And the Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storyline of the Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. And you can get your copy of the Rising by going to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, Ingram, and the easy. The Rising ebook can be found on Google Play. You can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio newsletters and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? 
Well, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing great. What's going on? Well, let me think. Well, not a thing. Everything is just great. There's no problems in America. The Lord has come. Oh, wait a minute. We're not quite there yet. But You're living in a delusional world. <laughs> I'm living by faith. Boy, Remember you got that to. song, Living by Faith? That, that's an old gospel favorite. On Heaven's Table Land. You remember that? Yep. Boy, that's been a long time ago. At any rate, welcome everybody to a broadcast by the WIBR Warren Radio. This is our advocacy show. We'll be delving into the persecuted church and a number of other topics. And uh, hope everything's good where you're at. And uh, no matter what you see happening in America, you look to the Lord and draw near to Him. Amen. Because I'll, I can tell you right now that America is under judgment. And uh, it's time to wake up and follow Him, the Lord. Yes. So, uh, up front, we're talking about light or darkness, the choice of generations. Uh, this is an article... And uh, this particular article, you can find it over on our websites. And uh, it's a good graphic, real good graphic. But you know, it, when we look at light or darkness, you can see in John 3.16, you take that context and you'll find where the Lord says that... Uh, People won't come to the light because they love darkness more. So that's why this article is Light or Darkness, the Choice of Generations. And in America, you can see a lot of people have chosen darkness. Boy, that's the truth. I was just thinking that. And if you get on tw on Twitter, which is X now, and uh, we kind of put, uh, I put our thing back on there since Elon has taken over, but... Uh, it's still, there's a lot of garbage posts there. Just a lot of junk. Strange, strange stuff. And so, uh, well, you know, it's not going to get any better because we're going to gradually get worse in this because this is the harvest of light or darkness, good or evil. So when we talk about light or darkness, the choice of generations, it brings you to a choice. Today's many generations, from the young to the elderly, all decide that choice daily. There is one who is the truth. His name is Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. In John chapter 14 and verse 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Further, he boldly told the Jews to whom surrounded him, unless you believe I am he, you will die in your, in your sins. This is found in John chapter 8, verses 21 and 24. The choice of generations since the coming of the Lord to die on the cross for our atonement is life and death. The light of Christ or the darkness of sins and rebellions. You see, he not only died on that cross, but he is also resurrected from death. Today he is the resurrection and the life. He is the Almighty. You can see Revelation chapter 1 for that. So don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com. There's a lot of good articles on there. This is just one of them. Lighter darkness, choice of generations. These are in-depth, very much full of scripture. And uh, be sure to check out the WIBR, which is the Watchman Institute for Biblical Research. And over on Warren Radio, you're going to find all kinds of... Uh, of uh, radio shows we've been doing for a lot of years. We have extended uh, uh, studies that we do, and you can find them all there. So don't forget to go over there. This is one of our featured posts, and one of the things we like to just let you know what is over there. So we're moving on. And this one is a discussionary thing. <laughs> And uh, 
this comes to us from International Christian Concern. And Jeff King is the CEO or the guy in charge of it over there. He heads it up. International Christian Concern. And uh, the one thing that I like about it, and he sends out these little um, short pages of what's going on. And this one is Breaking the Chains of Islam with the Gospel. And this is in, in Iran. And uh, he said that uh, I have the privilege of sharing with you the first part of a conversation I had with my dear friend Hormoz Shariat, president and founder of Iran Alive Ministries. And he says that they have witnessed a miraculous change unfold in Iran. Now, that you can go over to uh, YouTube and find Jeff King International Christian Concern because he puts these out every week and he lets you know what is going on around the world. And in this one, he points out in Iran, there's a lot of stuff going on. And... Uh, he says, as we speak, we are seeing the grip of Islam weaken in Iran. Over time, particularly in the span of the pandemic, hearts have been opening to Christ at an unparalleled rate. Praise this the Lord. growth of the church in Iran is an answer to countless prayers. Please join us in prayer for continued growth for the Iranian church and protection for those who are facing threats for following Christ. And we we get a lot of information coming in. And, uh, you know, we may look in America and see it stagnant, see a lot of problems here, and there is. We could even uh, declare that there is judgment on America, which there is. But even as we say that, amidst all the divisions we have and the troubles, there are people coming to the Lord. In America. There are revivals in America. And in Iran, I can tell you that it has been one of the most dangerous places for Christians. But see, the thing of it is, God is breaking through the Muslim barrier. Amen. Thank you. Because these Muslims know a miracle when they see it. And when his spirit comes upon them, they recognize that too. So, good news out of the church in Iran. And uh, Yeah, that's exciting. Thank God. And then, if we look at another one here, because I put two of these together. Iran's blunt force. No. Oh, okay. Oh. A church on the edge of hell. Now, I did the Iranian one, the miracle of the gospel in Iran. But this is an amazing church in Nigeria that has its walls, but it has no roof because it's in Nigeria. And the question is asked, who would want to run a church on the edge of hell? By God's grace, many brave believers are willing to risk everything to lead churches in the most dangerous parts of this world. We connected with the church in Nigeria's plateau state that is serving its community on the front lines of anti-Christian persecution. And in Nigeria, Christian persecution has picked up. And the one thing about this, it has no roof. It's in the most dangerous parts of the world. And yet in the midst of this very dangerous, and when we talk about that being dangerous, it is. Nigeria is really ramped up. But uh, because of the persecution there and the attacks in the area, they literally burned the roof off, but the walls are made of stone, so they couldn't burn the walls. So you have the congregation sitting in the middle of the church, and they took the picture from above 
And so you see the people sitting in the pews in the middle of the church. There's nothing there. There's dirt floor all the way around it. Everything's been destroyed except for that one little strip where where they are seating and around them is uh, the church. And of course, they've got all kinds of doorways and things going in it. But it's just, it looks like someone tried to build a church and didn't put the roof on. Yeah. There's a lot of people in there, Dana. Yeah, they do. And when I look at stuff like this, you know, my heart goes out to Mm -hmm. these people. But my heart goes out to America for, you know, America's been rich. It's been blessed. And yet you look at America today and some of the stuff Tower and I were talking before the show is just gut-wrenching happening in America. And it's because of sin and rebellion is what is well, what it is going on. And we need to wake up people in this country. Amen. And uh, so if if you have faith in Christ and you have a family, seek the Lord with all your heart. He'll take care of you. So a church on the edge of hell. And I can believe that because we've done a lot of stories out of Nigeria. And it is very, very dangerous. Didn't used to be that way. But these Islamists have really ramped up what they're doing. So, Tower, are you ready? Yes. This is Iran's blunt force persecution of Christians. Now, while things are, they're seeing miracles in in Iran and people coming to the Lord, they're still suffering persecution. And it's um, the escalating civil unrest in Iran has led to intensifying governmental pressure on Christians. And they're... Um, Increasing stricter laws concerning the hijab, which could land those encouraging lax hijab up to 10 years in prison for moral corruption. That's the thing on their head. Right. And um, the Iranian government refuses to take responsibility for the protests, blaming them instead on propaganda and observing the marked rise in police violence, sham trials, and public executions. Shannon Kleinbaum, a commissioner from the United States Commission on International Religious Freedom, describes them as a bid by the government to maintain power through force. She notes that there is a sense that Iran is increasingly desperate. And when we know authoritarian authoritarian theocracies are desperate, they often turn to very, very extreme acts. And unfortunately, Iranian Christians have to bear the brunt of this extremism because they're regarded as enemies of the Iranian state. If you are an evangelist, or if you are evangelical, a Protestant, you are considered a Zionist, a terrorist. You have no right to practice your belief to assemble within a church. While Armenia and Assyrian Christians have some political pr- protection, they still risk charges of propaganda against the state through proselytizing Christianity and acting against national security by conducting evangelical meetings. And uh, the increased government in attention has resulted in growing societal pressure on Christians, particularly those who have converted to the faith. They are unrecognized class, which leads to devastating qu- consequences, especially for their children. The children for the rest of their lives will be deprived of the most fundamental human and civil rights because Um, They come from a family belonging to an unrecognized religious minority. In the future, they may be called 
nauseas or unclean. They may be sent to prison or even forced to leave their homeland or deprived of work and education. And this persecution has forced many Christians to go underground and form house churches. And the government, of course, regularly targets these churches on claims of blasphemy of national security threats. And Christians deem national security threats face the horrors of the notorious Evan prison, dubbed the Torture Factory. And in addition to physical torture, they endure white torture, complete sensory deprivation and isolation, interrogators attempt to erase their prisoner's Christian identity, threatening them not to reveal that they are a prisoner of conscience, and forbidding them to weak to weekly enforcing them to weekly Islamic classes to reconvert them to Islam. Christians can also face exorbitant fines and even the death penalty if they are charged with proselyting, which is an enmity against God, insulting the prophet. Converts which make up the majority of Christians in Iran can also face the death penalty for apostasy. That's just a horrible situation that's going on there in Iran. Well, it is. But we still know that there are people coming to the Lord there. And there is no doubt that Iran is a formidable foe. They are. You know. But I think they're, they're afraid because they're um, trying to maintain their power. So that's why they're... Coming out with all this persecution. Yeah. The next one we're looking at is about technology and the gospel. And uh, this comes to us from missionnetworknewsonline.org. And we're going to be covering Vietnam. And when we look at technology, we know that it drives industry. And industry... Uh, will support the economy and it'll also support the people who work for them. So all the way around it works. And so when you have technology and things like this and everything we do today, it, I, I believe is technology related. You know, you can find good advances for your people. In Vietnam, some of the churches there were not up to speed with the digital revolution. Now, this is not uh, hard to understand. And if you, if you get outside of the big cities, you know, of course, they don't have the ability like we do here to have, you know, technology, um, the Internet, computers, and a lot of everything else like they do in the big cities. And of course, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, many churches were forced to adjust. Now, one of the things that they did here, there was many churches, and including up in Canada, they shut their doors and had services online. In Vietnam, it was shut down. They had a strong lockdown, which impacted them economically, and uh, the churches couldn't meet like they normally did. Now, of course, you take those same congregations, and we get today where we're able to, you know, meet other people. You can put the love of Christ on full display. And of course, here it says of these that are in Vietnam, the Christian congregations are reaching out to their neighbors with food, shelter, and community. And because there's one reason they do that, because um, during the pandemic, um, there was a shortage of food and supplies and everything else and trying to get it to them. And people it, were isolated. Yeah, because they're more isolated. And... Uh, 
Vietnamese believers can expand their reach moving forward using skills they gained during the pandemic. Sharing the gospel meeting online allows Christians in rural communities to overcome traditional barriers. But see, the, what we're talking about is during uh, COVID, there's a lot of people that relied primarily on the internet for their churches and church meetings. Uh, and, and a lot of people were just flat locked down. They couldn't go anywhere, couldn't do anything. And a lot of people, not only were they uh, that, they were able also to work online at home, which helped a lot. And so, you know, the modern challenges that the church faced, you know, not only was lockdowns, but also the pressures from the government. And uh, one thing about the Vietnam church, the experts, uh, they're talking about there that they have a 2% per year growth, uh, which when we look at it compared to us, that's not really a lot. But uh, when you look at how tough it was, you know, the, the, there's some definite things to consider. But since then, because of the technology, because what they learned during that, uh, and they use the technology both in their phones if they have them and you can't always say these believers have phones because Vietnam is a place where you get out in you know the boonies or the sticks as we call them there it's the jungle and it's hard to you know you're not going to find you know the lines the internet lines or nothing else now the best way to do it of course is by satellite in some of these rural areas and that's where um, Elon Musk came in uh, he actually provided the internet over the Ukraine when they when the Ukraine was in the midst of a lot of battles with uh, Russia and you and uh, Elon also work was working on uh, doing some more of that over America so you know, technology is one of those things that people get amazed by and they will use it for the gospel. But technology also has a lot of drawbacks. So we're moving on. Well, before you move on. Yeah, go ahead. You know, this church in Vietnam has been growing about 2% per year, which is not too bad considering the dynamics they've been facing. And the work that the body of Christ has been doing in the community helped pave the way for good relationships between the government and churches, when, which enabled the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association festivals to take place in March. And Franklin Graham shared the gospel to a crowd of more than 14,000 in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. And... International Christian Concerns said it was the first time the country's communist government gave a foreign speaker permission to host an evangelistic event. So that's really exciting that he was able yes, to get in there and share the gospel with the people. So I just wanted to add that. No, that's good. Now the next thing we're looking at comes to us from cbn.com cbn news america's electromagnetic bomb you know coming out of uh, the baby boomer generation every one of us knew about the the bombs the hydrogen bomb duck and cover there's a lot of things but uh, the potential of an EMP attack, that's what they've really been talking about for a long time. Excessive heat in parts of the country uh, can strain an aging electrical power grid like the ones in America. And you could actually have them, you know, short out or, you know, uh, the stations that carry everything burn out. 
Now, see, what they're considering in this article is an EMP. And uh, experts warn that America's enemies are already targeting the U.S. for a devastating attack. And, of course, it's not hard to find somebody that think this is going to going to happen. That's right. And so they explode a nuclear weapon high in the atmosphere. And it results in knocking the country's electrical power grid uh, offline. But it also will ruin cars and a lot of other things. It's, it's very, very devastating. And uh, it hits the Earth's surface and feeds into our electrical wi wiring and start shorting out the entire power grid. And if they launch three missiles, now of course we have to, see when people write these stories, they have to describe everything. So if the enemy read it, he would know what to do. They launched three missiles in the eastern and central western United States, and it would shut down our grid permanently. Thank you for telling them that. But they take for granted, I think, in this article where he says most, <coughs> most people assume Russia or China would be the countries most likely to target the U.S. with an EMP. And, of course, some of them uh, believes that North Korea um, you know, I can see Russia or China, why they would say that. But there's a lot of rogue regimes out there. For instance, Iran. And so, um, and then you've got all the terrorists. And it wouldn't take much for them to do something. So, uh, The late Peter Pry, who is a nuclear weapons expert, he was a staff director at the Congressional EMP Commission. Five years before his death in 2022, he warned that Kim Jong-un's launch of high-altitude ballistic missiles was a test of North Korea's EMP capabilities against the U.S. I could believe that. Yeah. The Japanese and South Korean military both described it as practicing for an EMP attack because it was a burst set deliberately by the North Koreans when it was at an altitude of 71 kilometers. Hmm. The higher the altitude of the missile, the wider the area of destruction. Wow. And see, this is what I was saying earlier. Cars are paralyzed. Now, yep. not all cars, the old cars. See, I sold my one truck, and it's one of those that wouldn't have been bothered by it. Yeah, it wouldn't have been affected. But all your modern stuff, it would. Airplanes could fall out of the sky. Now, that's one thing I've actually thought about. And, and it comes from many of these movies uh, during the rapture. And they're taken from the rapture, you know. Yeah. And there's nobody left, you know, so the planes fall out of the air. It's kind of funny how they portrayed this. Uh, you'd have a natural gas pipeline uh, explosions, nuclear reactor overloads. Yeah, so at any rate, you get the idea. And uh, I guess you could say that for all of the technology we have, we have a lot of dangerous things going on. You know, the last thing we need is one of these things, Tower. Oh, that would be just horrifying. I mean, think of it. There'd be no f refrigerators. There would be no freezers. No heat, because you... There'd be no heat. I mean, there'd be no cars... You know, I mean, if you were on the farm like my granddad, you know, his old cars, you know, wouldn't have been bothered. But, uh, 
you know, see, they, uh, on the farm, they had all their own food, all their own meat. They, they did everything. Cream, butter, you name it, they did it. So if you had an EMP, you know, they would still be okay. But now that we're a modern society, you know, and granddad's ways of living and grandma's are pretty much a thing of the past, you, you have entire generations of people in every nation on earth that are not prepared. You know what? Yeah. It's not just America. Once this thing starts, do you think that they're going to actually just stop at the United States? Nope. No. Once they find out they can destroy some of their enemies, they're going to go around the board. Yeah. And, and no electricity means no pumps to provide enough water needed to irrigate and grow crops. And since America has only a 30-day res reserve food supply, 90% of the population would likely die with one, within one or two years of an EMP attack. <clears throat> and those spare parts, we need the big transformers. Where do you think they're made? China. We farmed out all the components of our electrical grid decades ago. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, you know, they they really did. And That's very disturbing, you know. Well, today we farmed out all of our car parts. We farmed out a lot of our medical things that we need. Yeah, the prescription drugs. You know, I mean, to our enemies, supposedly, yeah. you know. Do you think our enemies are going to send us medicine when they're blowing the living daylights out of us? No, I don't think so. Nope, they and, don't care one bit. Yeah, and so we talk about the apocalypse here, the coming of the Son of Man, or the, the, Lord, the Lord. Man, I'll tell you, this stuff uh, starts happening. You're not going to be able to... Uh, have him get here fast enough because you'll be crying right away. Because this, well, you know, it says when the Lord comes, unless the Lord shortens the day, there would be no flesh left alive. That's how detrimental these end of the days are going to be. So think about that. But really, don't be afraid. Look to the Lord. Be found in him. Yeah, um, I was going to say that. These seem scary. But they haven't happened, and they may never happen. But even if they did, our hope has to be in the Lord, yes, in Christ. And I haven't, Dana hasn't said this for a long time, but I really like this. He said, I will not open the door of tomorrow with fear, but I will open it with faith and trust in the Lord. And that's what we all have to do. Yeah. So at any rate, you ready? No. You know your next one? Yes, but I didn't think it was up so fast. Yeah, we switch fast here. So we're talking about Nigeria and the Fulani herdsmen and more Christian murders, more murders of Christians. They're continuing to be at it and the Flawney herdsmen and other terrorists on Sunday July 16th killed six Christians in Banu State Nigeria the latest of 37 Christians slain the past three weeks in the state the assailants arrived on motorcycles at the predominantly Christian village at, le at about 8 p.m. on Sunday the terrorists who accompanied armed herdsmen first attacked Igba Yukar village where they killed five Christians and then proceeded to a second village where they killed one Christian. Two other predominantly Christian communities were attacked on July 8th resulting in the massacre of 30 Christians. Did I read that already? No, that was 37 before. And they were attacked at 11 a.m. right in broad daylight. The band of terrorists was made up of about 20 who were armed with deadly weapons. They burned down several houses. 30 corpses of Christians killed were rec 
uncovered while several searching for missing Christians is ongoing. Victims were members of the Universal Reformed Christian Church and the Roman Catholic Church. And so, um, the armed men ambushed and opened fire on the victims and murdered one Mr. Sater Apera, a member of the Universal Reformed Christian Church, and also shot and injured two other Christians. And the incident was reported to the police and the murdered Christian was recovered and two other victims were taken to the hospital. Catherine Anin, spokesman for the Benu State Command, said security personnel were deployed to the area. Ter uh, terrorists have been invading some communities in some local government's areas of Benu State. Police teams, in cooperation with other security agents, have been deployed to the affected areas. You know, this is just terrible. It's ongoing, and it just doesn't seem to stop. Well, the Fulani, and, and they're just one of many. And they killed 46 Christians in Bunei State in June. Yeah, they have ongoing, and these are just the reports that we know about. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and this is the scenario. They will come in on a motorcycle. Uh, from different directions, and as well as soldiers, and they'll all be armed. The motorcycles will have big guns, submachine guns, or you know, like the, you know, a, a bigger one than the submachine gun. But at any rate, uh, like an army would have. Yeah, and and they will go through there and kill anybody that comes out, and riddle the homes. And these bullets can go through, and so uh, this is. This is really the kind of thing that, uh, you know, you you have when we talk about this. And the Flani has all kinds of attacks all the time, practically. And then you, you have Boko Haram uh, and many others as well. And so, you know, we're talking loss of life. You know, and you, you can't do anything in the fields. You know, we've had stories where they go by and kill people in the fields. You know, they're out there trying to work the fields so that they can get food for their family. And so these are the things that are going on in Nigeria and also throughout Africa. And they don't stop. No one tries to stop them, it seems. And they just keep going on and on and on and on. So, uh, so today, you know, pray for the Iranian Christians. Uh, you know, pray for the Fulani, uh, those who are affected by the Fulani. In Nigeria. Yeah. And so there, there's a lot of these areas when we touch on them, be sure to pray for those persecuted believers there and for relief. Um. It's just hard to believe it you know, is. all this stuff. And you would think the governments would do something. And how people can be so cruel and wicked toward one another is just yeah. mind-boggling to it me. It is. It is. And they don't seem to care. And uh, this is really the thing in the end of days. Uh, people's hearts are... are totally darkened many of them and only the light of Christ can you know turn them to the light amen now we're still doing artificial intelligence and we're looking at China and unfortunately for Biden and for us too the Biden administration is looking at using the Chinese social credit system along with uh, their new digital coin, which is terrible. Absolutely a terrible idea. It's a curse out of the pit of hell, and you're going to regret it if, they, if he ever does it. But see, Biden has done things that are absolutely corrupt and wrong, 
and uh, he has no no authority to change all this stuff. He just does it. And there's times that when the Supreme Court made a ruling to stop him, he found a way around it and did it anyway. So now we look at the Global Christian Relief, um, and uh, their CEO is Dr. David Curry, which has been he's been around. He's not new by any stretch. And they're talking about the persecuted Christians in China. And it, it encompasses a new report from the State Department. And uh, they talked about uh, Pastor Lee Jai and Elder Han uh, Zedong. <laughs> and this is the Covenant House Church. Now, there's been other pastors that that China has arrested that, that have been very prominent. Uh, some of the biggest churches in the world have been uh, over in that area. And so, well, at any rate, when they arrested them months later, they're still being held in, in a detention center. And uh, prior to the arrest, they had 150 armed police raid a family summer camp run by the church and detained 70 members. So you you know you send out 150 armed police, and because they make war against the Christians in China, and you're going to find some of that tactic being used in America eventually. It's going to come here. It's already here. It just hasn't been released. Now the police also served uh, searched the these two individuals homes and of course they had bibles christian books and documents what would you expect because they deal in it you know they have a church covenant house church and uh and of course the one thing that we found out a long time ago that they do is they'll take the church members and force them to uh to sign statements saying they renounce their church membership and uh, and they try to force them to uh, testify falsely. In this case, uh, they wanted them to say that the two leaders had obtained donations to the church through fraud. And so, you know, like Dr. Curry says, anything that challenges uh, supremacy of the communist ideal, China attacks. And so these are, um, this is what's going on there. There's, so far, according to Dr. Curry, uh, there's 100 million Christians we know about in China under great uh, pressure. 100 million, Tara. That's a lot of people. 100 million. Um, and so they use sophisticated artificial intelligence that will see your face. They do facial scanning. And China is known for all of its cameras. And this is known, this has been known for a long time. It goes without saying. And uh, so if you go to church, that's one thing. If you go to church all the time, that's another. If you take your kids to church, that'll deduct your personal social score. Now, believe it or not, this is exactly what Klaus Schwab wants. Oh, he likes China, what they do. Yeah. Klaus Schwab is a German He's leading us into World War III with all this. You see, the Germans started World War I, World War II, and now Klaus Schwab, along with Soros, both of them are, are Germans, and both of them go back to the time of Hitler. Them or their, uh, some of their kin. So, so this is what, what he would do. He, you know, and they would do that in America, too. And I'm not interested in changing anything so as far as that goes anything that america does on this hand uh puts them into the category of the enemy so make no mistake so at any rate that is how ai is used in china that's quite disturbing and that looks exactly like what's going on today. You know that that when that happens, if you go to church too much or 
um, you take your kids, like you say, you, you your purse, your social score goes down and you're no longer able to travel. You're no longer allowed to have a government job and your kids can't go to the school they want or even school at all. This is just terrible what's going on there. It is. Punishing the people. I know. I don't like it at all. I don't either. Not at all. Now we have uh, Finland. You know, some of these over there, you wouldn't think that they would have these kind of troubles. And uh, this one talks about persecution moves west. And apparently, you know, <laughs> there are people that actually tweet a Bible verse and they get in trouble. Give me a break. Yeah. You know, like here in America, you have these weirdos standing butt naked and they tweet all this stuff. And nobody seems to care. So then when you put a Bible verse, that's worse. I mean, talk about screwed up. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you talk about loving darkness, the world loves darkness. They love to kill and murder, too. Yes, they do. Now, this comes from International Christian Concern. but And, and it is primarily about Finland and it is uh, a woman her, her name is Pavi I can't even say the last name I can't either and uh, she's a Finnish member of parliament and uh, she had tweeted out a bible verse She's facing charges. You know, I can't even believe that this is coming from Finland. For tweeting a Bible verse. And so they call it a fascinating discussion on the role of religious freedom and free speech in the public square. And so when we talk about, you know, full-fledged persecution, it usually starts out slow. You know, little small things. And once they get you in the small things, they'll expand it. Yeah. She went on to say if she were to be convicted, her case would be a tipping point of persecution for her nation. Receiving charges for simply tweeting a Bible verse, the message was clear. Keep your religious opinions out of the public square. Well, in my world, you can go take a hike. Yep. Her case has been a roller coaster over the past four years. Oh, I'm sure it has. Now, she is actually was one of the ones that uh, they did an interview with and you can f you can find all this stuff over on YouTube. I don't do much on YouTube at all, but uh I can't believe it. You know, really, Finland? Well, that's because um <clears throat> you know, they're seeing a continual shift in traditional Christian nations in Europe and the West moving away from the gospel with more and more Islamics and other faiths moving in and taking over. That's why it's happening. Well, in America, that's going to happen. Yes, because it already is. You know, the reason it is is because we've had several dumb presidents uh, and like the current nitwit we have, you know, he's allowed millions to come over here and see, America, who who used to be free, who was considered a Christian nation, now today, the, you know, the only thing Christian in this nation are the actual Christians that are here. 
But yeah. you can't even go by the churches because a lot of these churches may claim to be Christian and they're not Christian. They violate the very Christian foundations of which, you know, the apostles stood for. That's right. So, well, as far as I'm concerned, when you look at America, we are in trouble. Yes, we are. And so you can take a hint. If you haven't figured that out yet, you need to figure it out. And uh, especially what's happening in so many areas of America today. And uh, you can say that Joe Biden and those behind make no mistake, there are people behind Joe Biden that's doing a lot of the legwork. He's just a figurehead. To sit, he sits down and he signs what he's told to sign. That's all he does. This guy doesn't... He doesn't know where he's at half the time. You know, and he can carry on a conversation, but, uh, you know, the, the bottom line of it is is that th this guy is being used in ways that he doesn't even know. And so, as we read all of this stuff about the persecution, make no mistake, this is all following the line it's supposed to take. This world is going to rise up against Christ, going to rise up against those who are Christ. And that's, that's where we're at. You're not going to escape this. If you're on planet Earth, you're going to see what happens. And they're going to be able to do this until the time Christ comes. And then after that, it's Katie barred the door. Yep. So in all of this, you know, remember, you know, this time of the end times... Unless the Lord would shorten the days. I've said this before, but I want to say it again. There'd be no flesh left alive. Why? Because people are killing them. <laughs> Simple as that. You know, and there's so many things that they're doing. And, and that are a absolutely, totally wicked. And they sit there and they can look look at you with a straight face and you know what they're doing but they think it's okay and there are a number of people well known names including billionaires who are doing this and it's going to be used to control the population and there's going to be millions killed so we got to get out of here okay well thank you everybody for joining us whenever you do it's a pleasure to have you here with us. We love you and we pray for you. And we always hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. And remember to look to the Lord. Keep your eyes focused on him and not the things that are going on. They're only temporary. And he is permanent. And that's where our hope needs to lie. Is in Christ Jesus. And so I hope you have a wonderful night. And. Please pray for your brethren and pray for us as we pray for you and we love you. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our websites at born-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Read the articles, listen to the shows, tell other people about it. Don't forget to check out my book, The Rising. You'll find ads about it on born-usa.com. Our little bookstore where it's at is over on danaglinsmith.com and it's in a lot of places, just about everywhere you can get books. So check out The Rising by Dana Glenn Smith. Till next week, be safe, be blessed. Shalom, everybody.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.